This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Morning Skate, episode 117. You got Ked here, your uh, your host. I'm chilling with Hal. Hal, say what up, buddy. How's it going? It's going pretty good, dude. We uh, we took last week off. We just had a lot of shit going on. So, uh, well, well, <laughs> we didn't, dude. What do we have going on? I don't know, dude. You probably bailed. Like, if we're being No, honest. here's what happened. This isn't factual at all. You and Dale went to a hockey tournament, and then you just no-called on Sunday. Ghost. Uh, happened, dude. You didn't send a single text that day, dude. Ked t- sends texts every Sunday. What time? No call, no text from Ked. For the people, for the people listening to how class Hal is right now, he's just super jealous that I'm becoming a TikTok sensation. And we went over it. I put a sick TikTok of me snowmobiling today up there, and he was like making fun of me for it. Sorry for brapping, dude. <laughs> I just want to make, <laughs> I just want to make a TikTok of you making a TikTok at however old you are, just so I can show you in five years. Yeah, dude, that's fine, dude. I'm gonna be fucking viral as shit, dude. I'll probably have fucking personal people carrying me to wherever I want to yeah. go. It'll, the year will be 2034, and Ked will still be talking about the time we got 12,000 views on TikTok. Buddy, let's be sure real here, dude. Look, I kind of got fucked out of this, because if TikTok came out in my prime when I was like 21, 22 years old, you're telling me I want to be famous. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, you're washed the up. Time, time has passed, dude. I'm washed up is what you're telling me? Yeah, that's like I'm saying. Do you think if Ted Williams played baseball in 2019 – he would still have hit like 400 in a season, dude. No, here's, he here's a question for you that was asked in the locker room at the Lake Placid uh, tournament. Could Wayne Gretzky play in today's NHL? Yeah. And if he could, would how many points would he put up? A hundred. You really think he put up a hundred points still, like right now? Yeah, I mean the the tough thing about that is just like the only thing you have to go on is like Wayne Gretzky putting up like 180 points on people. Like, do you know what I mean? Like. He was an untouchable hockey player. Like, I bet you – I don't know. I bet you he would still be fast for this league, dude. Like, he was probably the fastest guy back then. I'm sure he could skate with the league now. I don't think speed's going to be an issue, and I think he's, like, the smartest guy ever with the puck. Do I think it would be harder for him? Sure, but um, I still think he'd be an elite player. Not at his current age, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Like, <clears throat> but I – when I was first asked a question, I kind of – like, my first response was, like, no fucking way. Like, people would murder Wayne Gretzky, like – 
he's old, like these guys train, they're fucking huge, all this shit. And then somebody on our team goes, well, dude, Yager played back then and Yager played recently and he did fine. And I was like, well, that's a good fucking point, dude. <laughs> like if Yager played back then, he could play in the league like Wayne Gretzky could. Yeah. Right? Because, like, yeah, Wayne Gretzky was better than Yager too. Like, yeah. I think everything would be all right. So, yeah, that is a good point. That's like the ultimate card because – because like I said, I was like looking for that comparison. I couldn't find it, but I think that's really the only one you can make. Dude, the kid said it, and I was like, holy shit, you're so right. And I've, I've heard this, this this debate time and time again. A lot of people say he's too small. Like, you want to be a, like the physicality, all this shit. The funny thing about the whole, like, the game's physical or whatever, like, the, the game not- was way more physical back then than it is now. Yeah. So yeah. that's a Who's dumb gonna- Exactly. No one's gonna like jump Wayne Gretzky in today's NHL. You know what I mean? Like back then, you're telling me fucking Tom Wilson's gonna do a Marty McSorley on the ice? You're fuck doubt it, dude. Yeah, I think Wayne Gretzky could handle Hornquist, like giving him a slash of the back of the leg, dude. <laughs> dude, I don't think he'd be that intimidating. Yeah, he probably would put up 180 points. Yeah. So what's up, dude? Nothing, dude. So yeah, it's been a couple weeks. We have uh, we have a couple new bloggers popping on. Uh, we have model. Check out our Instagram, morning underscore skate. Uh, buy some merch, dude. We have these Amboni sweatshirts that are really fucking cool. Winter hats, and it's all reasonably priced. I think the sweatshirts are like twenty bucks. Hats like twenty bucks. So check it out. Support the cause if you're listening to this. Um, at least check it out. Tell and oh, also if you're listening to this. More than likely you're playing hockey or you've played hockey or you know people who watch or play hockey. Tell them about the podcast, dude. Let's try to fucking blow this shit up. Let's go to the goddamn moon. We really appreciate our followers and our listeners. Like, the reviews are awesome. Like, obviously, I I mean, I look at our stats week by week. We continue to grow. Let's fucking get this going. If you're listening to this podcast, tell one of your friends to listen to it. If they don't, they're a fucking squid. Right, Hal? Like, let's get this going, buddy. (laughs) Dude, you know what's funny is is you – you hate analytics, but you love analytics. It just yeah. came to me well, while you're just going well, through that. You look at the stats every week. You're a stat guy. You look at the you look at the trends. You look at the analytics, dude. I mean, what's the course here right now? Well, here's the thing: shots above order, replacement, order, wins over average. In order to get fucking sponsorships and shit, like yeah, you do have to be able to tell them your stats. And every once in a while, when you can drop a, oh hey, last month we had like 1.8 million impressions on Twitter. That's kind of a casual fucking mic drop, dude. Like. Walmart dick. You know what I'm saying, dude? Like, straight Marshawn Lynch type shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know our hockey podcast also, but uh, Super Bowl, two weeks from now, who you got? I don't know. Riveting. Riveting house. What do you have, dude? I don't don't know. I kind of want the Niners, dude. I like that Joey Bosa kid. Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm surprised that you're not going to fucking root for that guy. Just because, you know, he's an expat. And then I'm kind of over Mahomes again because I'm a TikToker now. I see his little brother. I think I'm assuming it's his little brother on TikTok, and that kid is a loser. So uh, I'm going to go 49 and 7, dude. I, um, I didn't watch any football yesterday. This is supposed to be my sober month. I didn't think I'd be coming home blacked out. I don't, I don't, I didn't even know who won. It sounds like the Chiefs won and the 49ers won. Yeah. Jimmy G, dude. Give me Jimmy G. I think, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best football player. Uh, going right now, he's the best quarterback. But I gotta go, Jimmy G. I might just edit out that whole pissing and shit thing, just because if people are listening to this, they might have turned it off by now. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad glad to know that you're a Jimmy G guy, and uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback going. Uh, all right, let's get into NHL the news. Oh, also one last thing. Uh, where the fuck's Dale, dude? 
I'm saving it, dude. All right, we'll save it. We'll save it. All right, moving on. NHL news, play the music. Fuck. All right, NHL in the news time. Uh, when we do this podcast, what we do is we kind of we have our own Google Doc and like we write down notes as the week goes on and like topics and shit like that. And I spent the entire day snowmobiling and I'm fucking exhausted. And I tell you the truth, I didn't really want a podcast today. And then Hal gave me some fucking attitude, so I log on and Hal filled out the fucking doc for everybody. So stick taps, cheers to Hal. I really appreciate it. First things first, Vegas fires uh, Gerard Gallant and Hyder's Pete DeBoer. DeBoer? I think I said that. DeBoer? DeBoer. 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 Yeah, Peter DeBoer. Um, I mean, this is the second time Gallant's been fired in a weird weird way. The first time he, he got tired. He, wow, he got fired. What happened with the Panthers? Like, something happened with him. He didn't get a taxi or some shit. He got, like, an Uber out of the back of the rank. Yeah, and now, I mean, yo, Vegas? They're a playoff team. They're really fucking good. Here's the thing that I don't understand about this. Like, yeah, he got fired by the Sharks. And, like, you have Pete DeVore, again, fired by the Sharks, and he's like, okay, pretty good coach. But, like, Gallant brought you to a Stanley Cup final with a bunch of misfits. Uh, Gallant has made a team that didn't really have that great at pieces into a fucking team that scared a lot of people other than you because you're an idiot sometimes. Uh, I, I just – I don't get it. Every Everybody who talks about Gallant, they talk about how he's, like, this player coach and how, like, everybody loves him, all this shit. Like, if the Rangers weren't going through a rebuild right now – and, like, I'm pretty pumped that we have Coach Quinn and shit, but, like, Gallant's a fucking great coach. I saw something, uh, rumors maybe the Stars would be interested in, in a coach like Gallant. I think he'd be really great fit there. But uh, what do you have on this? Also, never been a huge Pete DeBoer guy. Like, kind of looks weird, rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's all kind of weird to me. I think, I think it really just points to the fact that I've been right on Vegas all along. Like, you just... I know I've been quiet about it. They've actually, this has been their worst season yet, and I think I've been respectful to Vegas Golden Knights fans. I haven't rubbed it in their face, but this is what this is what enjoying an NHL franchise feels like. Like when stuff they aren't supposed to do happens, and then you're just like, why? Like, welcome to the club. I mean, it seemed like a dumb move. Kelly McCrimmon. I don't know if he makes the decisions or if it's still McPhee that makes this shit decisions. I don't really understand how that works. I don't like the vibe of Kelly McCrimmon. Can't tell you why. I think it's his glasses. I'd be. I don't feel it, dude. I don't get warm and fuzzies when I see that guy. Um, I just, I just doesn't make sense to me. Like, if you look at their stats too, the funny thing is, Pete DeBoer was with San Jose and they definitely underachieved. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think that team was so shot in confidence from their lack of goaltending that it just was never going to work out. And then if you look over at Vegas, like Mark Andre Fleury hasn't been that great this year. Like they haven't had elite goaltending this year for the first time that probably reflects somewhat in their record and now that's the situation he's taking over the same one he was just failing at so I mean what do you think about this do you think Vegas would be dumb to go after Georgiev oh I didn't even think of that uh (laughs) yeah I mean dude Flurry's your guy Flurry's been going through some shit dude his dad passed away I don't know if there's been injuries I honestly I don't know his stats right now if they're not good or not but yeah, I, the only I'll reason I say that is like Flurry's Flurry, like, and he's been kind of known to do this. Remember when he's on the Penguins and he kind of well, sucked. I'm, I'm literally saying like 
this has happened before. Flurry was Flurry, and then Murray was Murray, and then like Flurry was gone. You know what I mean? Like it could happen again. I don't think I don't think Vegas has like the assets to get him, and I don't think they would do it either. But what do you um, mean, dude? Give me that fucking. They have don't they have Cody Glass? Isn't that? Uh, no, he got traded to. No, they have Cody Glass, don't they? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I but yeah, him. I don't. I mean, what do you have? What do you have on DeBo on DeBo? <laughs> I fucking hate his name. Uh, they do have Cody Glass, but yeah, I'm not a huge fucking DeBoer guy. Like, I look at him. Every every New Jersey Devil like fucking coach has never like really moves the needle for me, dude. They're all weird looking dudes that don't look like they ever smile. And I don't know. You have Gerard Gallant, who's supposed to be this player's coach. Now you have Peter DeBoer coming in there. He's just he's a fucking creepy dude. Like, I don't know. He's a creep. Yeah, I mean, I can't say anything else. I can't say that guy's name, dude. You know what's funny, though, is I can say his name when I haven't seen his name spelled out. But as soon as I see it spelled out in my head, it just messes me up. Exactly, dude. What an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Tough. You can't respect a guy who can't even say his last name. Even if it's, like, a Russian name and it's, like, really hard, but you give it your best bet, you feel okay. But that name just, like, it's taunting me. It should be DeBoer. DeBoer. Peter DeBoer. DeBoer. I don't fucking know. That's probably how you should say it. We're overthinking this. Moving on. Uh, There were fireworks in the Battle of Alberta not long ago. Zach Cassian and uh, Matt Kachuk. I mean, Kachuk's been just fucking mixing it up through and through. Through some pretty uh, nasty hits of Cassian. Cassian, I mean, kind of lost his shit. Fucking went crazy. Ragdolled. Kachuk everywhere. Got suspended two games. His first game back is going to be against... uh, Calgary, what do you have on this whole situation? Zach, Cass- dude, I I actually really like Zach Cassian. Like, wasn't he the guy? He was like very highly touted, and then he kind of got into this. May be really long. This is or wrong. This might be allegedly, but wasn't he into like substance abuse or like alcohol type shit? And then he got his shit together, and like now this is this is Zach Cassian. Now we have is just a fucking animal. Yeah, I, I mean that would sum it up pretty well, I guess. He was um. I'm pretty sure what happened, he was like a really big prospect for the Sabres, right? And he was a really big prospect for the Sabres. And then Vancouver lost to the Bruins in the Stanley Cup final, and they traded uh, Cody Hodgson to the Sabres. Right. Uh, because they wanted to get tough, because they basically he was brought in there to like be their Lucic. And it kind of, I don't think it went very well. I, and like he was battling substance and stuff. And honestly, dude, he just came back with the Oilers, like plugged his way from like 13 forward, and now he's playing like with McDavid a lot. I don't know. He's a good story. I like Zach Cassian, dude. He's tough as shit. I think he plays the game the right way too. Like, he he won't he won't fucking poke the bear and then turtle. Like, he'll fucking go with just about anybody. Um, I don't know. This is just Kachuk being Kachuk. Like we've talked about the Kachuk brother. It seems like every week. What do you have on the back Kachuk saga? Yeah, I don't care that much. I think the only thing, the only thing that I don't agree with is the suspension. Like, I don't know. He really suspend him two games. Like he didn't really beat him up that bad, dude. Like I have seen like players in the last ten years jump guys and like you know like bloody them, like break their nose. Like it happens pretty frequently. Like Cassian wasn't like killing the guy. Like if Kachuk got injured, then I could see suspension. But I just think like punishment doesn't fit the crime. Like it, I would argue that Kachuk, what Kachuk did was dirtier. I don't think I would suspend Kachuk either, though. Like. I don't know. At some point, like, the NHL, like, if they're going to be tossing around all these suspensions in their head, 
then they have to understand that the players sometimes try to take it into their own hands. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Like, I don't – there was no reason to suspend anybody here. Kachuk yeah. was being a little rat. Cassian fucking got his licks in. The, there, you're done. What is the point of fucking spending this guy two games? Yeah. You know what I thought was funny, though? Like, and I like Kachuk. I know I go back and forth on him. I, we talked about it last week, and, and I agreed with what you said, where, like, Basically, you just have to realize that he's just a pest. I, I think the thing that pisses me off online is sometimes people act like he's a tough guy, which he isn't, but he's a pest, and that's okay. I'm not, like, putting him down because he's, he's a pest, but he's not, like, this goon enforcer that people make him out to be. Um, he's basically kind of like Marshan, but he's, like, taller and tougher. He's definitely tougher, but he's not super tough. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I like both players. I did think it was funny, though, that – the next day after all this happened, of course, someone released a video of Kachuk, like, giving a little kid a stick, and, like, everyone was smiling and stuff, dude. It was, like, PR clockwork, like, some beat reporter had the camera out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. right after. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. When does that next game happen? Do you know? Uh, I can look it up really quick. Segue into the next one while I look this up. Uh, Alex Ovechkin, first star of the week. Two hat-tricks. Eight goals uh, in three games, and he's only 202 goals away from tying Wayne Gretzky for most goals of all time um, at 692. He's 34 years old. Can he do it? Uh, the game's on Wednesday. Uh, let's see here. I don't know, man. He's 202 away from tying the great one. He's 34 years old. Okay, so let's let's say that he plays for an additional six years. He's got to put up 30, 34 goals a year for six years. It doesn't sound not not doable. Like, I, I think he's going to have a couple years that he puts up 40 to 50, and then he might digress a little bit. But, like, you know what pisses me off about this entire situation? What's that? Is the first person that said that this could happen was John fucking Butch Cross, dude. Do you remember that, like, years ago? We probably have a podcast where I'm like, yeah, Butcher Gross thinks Ovechkin's going to pass Gretzky. Oh, we, did. we did a whole segment on it about how dumb it was and how he wasn't even thinking straight. Yeah. We did a whole segment on it. Yep, and here we are. So I don't think – I don't know if he's going to do it, dude. I saw some stat where he already has more points after 30 than Wayne Gretzky – or more goals after 30 than Wayne Gretzky did from 30 to the end of his career. So, like, he's on a rapid pace. I, to me, I think what really matters is I think he needs – three more elite years if three more no even two if he gets two more elite years or, and he's around like a hundred i think he could get another hundred in like four that's why it's doable to me do you know what i mean he, yeah. he basically needs to pump out like two more years at his best which i think he can do but i don't know we'll see i think it's cool though that he's still performing you know what i mean like seems like after he won the cup uh he just never stopped yeah and it's like it's kind of cool also because we, we'll be able to, like, tell, like, our kids, our grandkids that, like, we watched the best goal scorer in NHL history. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever going to catch Ovechkin. The, the shit that he's done since he was so young and to put up those goals year in, year out. Like, McDavid's electric, but he, he dishes the puck. I don't think anybody has, like, that fucking shot that Ovechkin always has, dude. Like, on the power play, you know that shot's coming. Nine times, probably 99 times out of 100, you know that shot's coming and it still goes in. He's like the Mariano Rivera of fucking hockey. You know yeah. what I mean? Mo would just throw, you knew a cutter was coming every yeah. single time. Nobody could fucking hit. It didn't hit. matter. No one could, yeah. I agree, dude. I, 
I do think like the general public was harsh on him back in the day. Like, do you think the narrative that he didn't try and stuff and he was a choker? Do you think that was true or do you think that was all bullshit? I think when he won a cup, it got a lot easier for people to like him and respect what he did. But dude, like Ovechkin's always been electric, dude. You can never not say that that guy has been fucking. He's an animal. I remember like all these, all those playoff series that the Rangers beat the Capitals in and shit like that. It wasn't like Ovechkin didn't show up, dude. Like he was always their best player. He would always put people through the fucking boards. Like he's just a bull. He's a massive human being who can just rip a fucking puck. Like that's Alex Ovechkin, and he loves hockey. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you're right. And if you think back on it too, I was just thinking about it. When Ovechkin was younger and those teams were really good, like the star defenseman was Mike Green. Like, yeah, yeah. All he had was a slap shot. Yeah, but like, was he really a number one defenseman? Probably not. He, so. fucking, he had like a flowhawk and fucking Reebok pump skates. Like he wasn't that sweet, dude. He was sweet, but he wasn't that sweet. That's fair, right? <laughs> What's next? Probably some tattoo. Shout out to Mike Green. That guy's still <laughs> playing hockey. What the fuck? Ah, uh, oh, Jesus. Justin Williams scores game-winning goal in a shootout in his first game back. Do you want this guy to have a fucking medal for scoring a goal in a shootout? Like, shooters should score on goalies on breakaways, should they not? <laughs> You're so salty. Yeah, I, I think really the reason I brought this up is, is do you buy into the belief of giving, like, a 38-year-old glue guy, I guess – uh, like a half year vacation and having him come in hot for the playoffs. Do you believe in that method or do you think it's going to be hard for him? I mean, dude, that's essentially what the Bruins do every single year, except for not halfway, it's full way. And then you add some fucking putts come playoff time to get a couple games in, whether it be Brian Gianta or Lee Stepniak or fucking dude, some. I think it was like. Motherfucker. You guys do this every year, dude. Right, dude. But now. Lee Stepniak, yes, dude. Shane Knighty came off the streets, I think, at one point. You just. Like, I guess you're right, but do you, would you be yeah, pumped? Who was the one motherfucker? He was on the Sabres for years. Who am I talking about, dude? He was a center. He was a center. It was a Drew Stafford that you guys fucking Drew brought Stafford in. Drew Stafford was the right wing. Yeah, he did go with the Bronze. Yeah, dude. Like, you you guys do this every fucking year. Like, Justin Williams is probably a little bit better than all those players, but, like, sick, dude. Dougie Hamilton's probably fucking out until next year, so you need to bring somebody fun into the group, right? Oh Did you see what happened to Dougie Hamilton? His leg, no, that was disgusting, that. dude. Oh, man. I don't like Dougie Hamilton, but you hate seeing shit like that. Like, it was fucking bad, especially because he's been crushing it this year. I'm, like, an open hater of Dougie Hamilton. I think it all stemmed from you when you were telling me, like, he, oh, we fuck him on the Bruins and all this shit. And, like, I look at his stats and I'd be like, I don't care. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Turns out Dougie Hamilton, pretty good fucking hockey player. It sucks to see him fucking snap his leg in half. That was brutal. That was so fucked up. And having a pretty good year, too. He broke his, uh, was it the tibia? Or the fibia? You know what's funny, dude? You know who I, like, Mike, there's one comparable defenseman in the NHL for me to Dougie Hamilton. Do you know who that is? Um, Jacob Truba? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so for Dougie Hamilton's way better than Jacob Truba. He broke his fibula. I, I don't know, dude. I feel like it was like four months ago you were pumping me Jacob Truba stats, dude. Like, Yeah, dude, because he got in one fight with fucking Sam Bennett. I got jacked up about it. And now he's a fucking nerd who farts all the time. The fibula <laughs> is the long, thin, and lateral bone of the lower leg. It runs parallel to the tibia, the tibia or the shin bone and plays a significant role in stabilizing the ankle and supporting muscles of the lower leg. This is something Dale would be doing if you fucking jumped on the podcast like he would, but he's not really biz-debbing anymore. Um, okay, moving on. 
Nick Backstrom, back to the fucking Capitals, because why not keep two Capitals things in a row, you know? Uh, Nick Backstrom, five. Gus <laughs> Williams played for the Capitals, dude. It all works. Okay, all it's right. It's like a Capitals sandwich. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, Nick Backstrom signs a deal five years, 46 mil. He's 32 years old. Nine goals, 28 assists right now in 41 games. So he's still a point-per-game player. This contract will be done by the time he's 37. Five and 46, that's about nine. Nine mil a year, a little bit more. Nine point two. Did I get that? Let's see if I got that. Nine point two times five. Forty-six. Fucking right, dude. All right, yep, there it is. Nine point two mil a year. Uh, what do you have on Nicholas Backstrom, dude? I think honestly one of the most underrated players, at least that I've seen growing up playing hockey. Yeah, he's a very good player, dude. I think he's like. He's one of those guys that's just, to me, felt like he's been around forever. I think you were kind of confused when I was saying this earlier, but I was thinking about it. I thought that Geico commercial with him came out in, like, 2007, and I thought when he shot that commercial, he was, like, 28. So I was putting him at, like, at least 36. He's only 32 years old. Um, I don't know. I feel like everyone says everything about this guy, right? He's, like, he's skilled, smart. He's Swedish, dude. Yeah. He really, he can pass the puck, dude. He looks nice, dude. He plays like a gentle game, but he's just always been there. And I think it's one of those things with the Capitals, like you kind of gotta just pay this guy. Like you gotta pay him. You know what I mean? Do you agree? If you were the Rangers, you would pay him, right? Yeah, I mean you have to. In terms of goal scoring, goal scoring's never really been there for him. He's more of a playmaker, honestly. You look at his stats. This is crazy. As a 22 year old, he had 101 points, 33 goals, 68 assists. It's fucking insane, dude. Uh, other than that, I mean, he reaches the 20 goal mark pretty consistently, but but not much more than that. Um, just a great player, dude. You mentioned the Geico commercial. That kind of ruined it all for me. I used to really like Nicholas Backstrom. And then when I, when I got to see him fucking shoot pucks into an empty net, I'm like, this guy sucks. But looking at his stats, I mean, definitely a Hall of Famer, without a doubt. He, yeah. he, he's kind of like a, a Joe Thor- like a Swedish Joe Thornton. Does that make sense? Fucking reliable number one center can dish the puck. Yeah, I guess that would be fair, dude. I don't know. I don't really know if there is, like, a true comparable. I mean, he in 936 NHL games, he has 911 points. It's pretty fucking good. 13-year career. And, it it, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's stopping. So, we'll see. Yeah. These contracts always kind of scare me, though. Like, he could be turning 37 and be fucked, you know? Here's a question for you. If Zero. just if Nick Backstrom, pretend Nick Backstrom goes to the Minnesota Wild, like, when he gets drafted, like, do you think he would be, like, their number one guy all those years? Like, do you know what I, do you get what I'm saying? Like, do you think he could have been a number one in his prime? Like, he was number two to Ovechkin. Like, do you think he could have been, like, number one on an okay team in the NHL, the best forward on their team? Yeah, I think so, dude. Yeah, I think I mean, so, but it is hard, right? Because he has played pretty much his entire career with Ovechkin, correct? Yeah, I think. Why? Well, yeah, I think Ovechkin was there first. I don't know. Well, he. Where was he drafted? He was drafted fourth overall in the '06 draft to Washington. Uh, Thirty-two years old. Let's see who was in. Eric. <laughs> wow. Eric Johnson, Jordan Stahl, Jonathan Taves, Nick Backstrom, Phil Kessel, Derek Broussard, Kyle Oposo, Peter Mueller, James Shepard, and Michael Froelich. Let's see. Rangers pick Bobby Sanguinetti, dude. Who can fucking forget Bobby goddamn Sanguinetti? He played 45 NHL games, dash six. 
you know what I'm thinking right now? Bobby Sanguinetti, um, he was supposed to be Tony G- Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, pretty much, dude. <laughs> Same guy. Played for the Owen Sound. Didn't Tony D'Angelo play for the Owen Sound? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Tony D'Angelo, by the way. How fucking good is that guy? Can we talk about him? Uh, we'll talk about him when we get to the fucking... All right, dude. It... The real 77. All right, so that was Nick Backstrom. Uh, now we're going to talk about Ilya Kovalchuk, dude. So uh, we've had Jay LaTulip on the podcast way back in the day. Played for Clarkson, ended up going playing overseas. He's a huge Habs fan. I remember we were talking about Kovalchuk, and he listens to the pod, reads the blogs, all that shit, and he was jacked up that the Habs got Kovalchuk. He said that Kovalchuk was a great addition to the team, that they needed a little bit of more veteran-type leadership, all this, whatever. I was like, okay, Jay, fucking, you're blowing smoke, dude. In eight games, he has four goals, four assists for the Habs, and it looks like Kovalchuk's back. What the fuck is going on? I don't know, dude. I think it's just that thing where, like, an older Russian puts on that Habs jersey, dude, and their just career is fucking back. It all makes so much sense, man. Ilya Kovalchuk is a great Hab. And I also have this secret thing. The Bruins are rumored to get him before he went to L.A., and it sounded like he wanted to go there. And the Bruins were rumored to get him this time after he got released by L.A., um, and they didn't get him. The Habs got him. It also came out, Ilya Kovalchuk came out and said he does not want to leave like the NHL until he wins the Stanley Cup. Like this dude, I think he's about to go the Marion Hosa route where he's just going to sign everywhere. But I feel like part of this is he's gonna. He wanted to play for the Bruins. The Bruins like are idiots who are too busy deciding what they should do with Nick Ritchie, um, and didn't sign him, dude. And now he's just gonna spite us in Montreal and like beat us in the first round. Listen, he's been good for the Habs, but you can't fucking say that this guy would have been fucking sick for the Bruins. Like you think you, that's the other thing that was actually gonna be my second question though is like. This probably would have blown up in our face, right? Like, what do you think? Yeah, dude. Last year in 64 games, he had 34 points for the Kings. The Kings were kind of a shit show, though, dude. Dude, 34 points isn't that bad on a third line. On a fucking – yeah. And then he had 17 points. He has 17 points in 25 games this year. He had nine with the Kings in 17, but now he's a point-per-game player for the Habs. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe Kovalchuk's back. Also, like people say he's 36, but don't forget that one Russian verified Twitter account said that he's actually 38 years old, so we don't know how old he actually is, dude. I would also like to throw in there, dude. I hope – do you think Kovalchuk's just trying to get one more big contract, dude? This dude loves money. Can you imagine if he goes a point for game for the rest of the season, someone's going to offer him too much money. He's going to get paid again. Yeah. I, I think – I mean, where are the Habs in the standings right now? Eastern, Conference. Dude, here's my thing on the Habs. I don't think the Habs stand a chance because you look, Bruins, <laughs> Leafs, Lightning are all in front of them. they got to contend with, like, Buffalo, Florida. Like, it's not an easy division this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Never mind. They, they'd have to go on a serious run. They're already so six. I mean, the Leafs aren't even in right now. Yeah, you're right. So here's my thing, dude. Would you um, – if you were the Habs, would you flip them? the trade deadline can you imagine picking this guy up he goes point and then you get a huge asset you have to flip him at the trade deadline you know it would be very bruins if they fucking had to trade for him because they didn't fucking pay him and then they give up like a first round pick here's the thing dude the canadians are fucking absolute geniuses huh like okay you're you you're paying this guy 700k which is very small that that's a contract that can be added and subtracted from a fucking stanley cup contending team right you're probably not going to make the playoffs this year. 
add Ilya Kovalchuk. At the very worst, the guys can fucking play with Ilya Kovalchuk. At the very best, he has a point per game. You can flip him at the deadline for like a fucking first or a second round pick. Yeah, dude, everyone knows. There's one thing I want you to take away from this podcast. It's that everyone knows Mark Bergevin's a bad boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, Mark Bergevin, he, people were calling for his job. I think he has done nothing but make smart move after smart move. And I was thinking about the Claude thing. I think he's actually going to stick with Claude Julian for a little bit. One, because he paid him way too much. But two, I think he's like doing – I don't know if he's doing a slow rebuild. I don't know what his plan is, dude, but it seems like he has a plan. Or do you think I'm overthinking this and – Bergevin's just shooting from the hip, and it's like, let's pick up Kovalchuk and see what happens. No, I think a lot of Montreal Canadian shit is, like, very, like, meticulous. Like, premeditated. We've thought things through. Like, you're right. I think he's kind of like the evil genius of, like, the fucking NHL. <laughs> Up but, there on his Molson throne. Yeah, I'm looking at these standings, dude. There's not a shot the Rangers make the playoffs this year, so we got to start losing some fucking games. Other than I'm the, the Islanders. Right the- what? Who's in last place in the Eastern Conference? Uh, the Detroit Red Wings. In 50 games, they have 28 points. Yeah, dude. But if you look at it, so after the Red Wings, you just you just got to beat Devils, out the Devils. Senators. Devils you, but that's just Eastern Conference. I mean, you go to the West, dude, there's a lot of teams that are like that. Like the Predators in the Wild aren't doing too good. And then the Sharks, Ducks, and Kings. So right now, I mean, that's one, two, that's five and four. You're looking at a 10th overall pick. That's not great. Hey, I keep seeing something going around Twitter. I don't know if you know the answer to this. I th- I think it's probably Ottawa, but who has San Jose's first-round pick? Pretty sure it's Ottawa. If that's the case, dude, oh, that sucks, right? Like, yeah, he did. He 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 didn't think <laughs> – dude, he just tossed in a first-round pick because he thought he was going to be in the fucking playoffs, and now you're looking at, like, a potential lottery pick, which is ironic because this happened to Ottawa because of the Matt Duchesne trade. And now Ottawa's doing it back to another team. I don't know, man. Good for Ottawa, I guess. That's Ottawa's a- like the sisterhood of the traveling pants, except what? for it's fucking draft picks. Two things. One, I don't think we've talked about Ottawa a lot this year, but they're playing pretty well, dude. I, re- I don't know what's going on up there. <laughs> I know they're just grinding out games, but I love that they're grinding out games. And two, a guy that we always pump on this podcast is Pajot. Um I mean, that guy, if they decide to trade him, that guy's going to get a king's ransom, I think, at the trade deadline. He's putting up points this year, and he's like, well, he's such a good penalty killer. He's, I would, I just think if you're a Stanley Cup contender, that is a great guy to add to your nine, top nine. Yeah. No, I, I would completely agree, and it kind of fucks the Rangers up because I feel like Jesper Fast would have been a player yeah. that he could deal, but I'd rather have Bejo than Fast, but that's just me. Um, so Ilya Kovalchuk to Jesper Fast, duh. Uh, here's one. I don't know this guy's name. Elvis Merzlikens, uh, is the new star of Columbus Blue Jackets since becoming the star. He's 8-2 in the 957 save percentage and a 1-5-1 goals against. This guy, uh, I mean, dude, I, I have some quotes. Um, in his own words, this is what the opportunity to play this much meant to Elvis and why he initially shut down all interviews as he deleted everybody from his life except for his girlfriend and his dog, Kobe. So I'm going to get into the quote really quick, but like, is that kind of a badass move to delete everybody except your girlfriend and your dog? I don't know, dude. The one thing I would say on that is um, John Tortorella probably likes that move. I think oh, that's a Tortorella exactly. move, so, so well, I'd say that's a good move on his part. So, yes. Uh, I'm going to read this whole thing. Uh, I mean, the first start, what I had, it was really tough. My mom, she always told me that in negative, you're always going to find something positive. But we all saw I was playing, I was losing, I was in my mind, I was crazy. 
I did a really great job with my mental coach back home. That's why when it happened uh, with Corpy, the injury, I asked you guys to leave me alone because I didn't want anybody. I didn't want to talk much to my mom or my brother. I didn't use my phone. I really was kind of selfish. I really deleted everyone out of my life except for my girlfriend. I wanted to focus because I understood this is my, could be my last chance and I had to take it. So I'm not happy and I don't want to be happy about it right now, what I'm doing. I just want to play hockey. I just want to get fun. That's what even mentally before the game, before I was thinking I have to win, I have to win, I have to bring the points. Now, to be honest with you, I really don't care about that. I just want to go and have fun on the ice and not be nervous. Just follow the puck and get into the game and get fun. Help my team to win, obviously, but you have to be alone by yourself. Elvis, the fun goalie, how long until he goes to Carolina where these fans will just start stroking him off night in and night out? Oh, God, dude. I didn't see that turn, man. I don't know. I didn't know. Any right. of those you, you went from, like, Torts loves this guy, and then this guy's, like, fun, fun, fun. You're like, Torts hates this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think part of it is he's just, like, trying to play that, like, crazy goalie card. Like, I don't, I don't know – yeah, I don't know what he – like, the fun comment, like, I don't really care if a goalie's like, yeah, I want to have fun. Like, that's cool. I think, though, like, saying, like, points don't matter, that's the one thing. It's like, yeah, like, dude, you can say you just want to have fun, but just don't say, like, you don't care about, like, the wins and losses and saves. Like, I like I kind of care about that. I'd like you to care about that, too. If you think it – I think he's trying to say the reason he's playing so well is because he's having fun, dude. But I think at the end of the day, if you're an NHL goalie, it's not – eventually it just won't be fun. Like, there's going to be moments where it's not going to be fun for you. Um, I told, I didn't know that quote before. And I was going to say that I was getting Hamburglar vibes just based on the fanfare because of his name. Um, and I, I don't know if it'll last dude, if it does good for him, but, uh, kind of weird quotes, dude. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. That also could have been like a language barrier kind of thing. Kind of sounded like it, but I mean, yeah. Elvis, dude, Elvis just wants to have fun. Oh, Elvis just wants to have fun. All right. Well, <coughs> moving on. Last one. Patty Kane gets his 1,000th point. I have a list of American NHL players, their career stats. Patty Kane's 10th on the board, 953 games played, 380 goals, 620 assists for 1,000 points. Uh, he's a 1988. I'm a 90, so I'm 29. So he's two years old, 31. Depending on where his birthday is, he's either 31 or 32 years old. So let's say Patty Kane's got about eight years left to play, right? Yeah. Right, plus or minus. Let's say he averages around, I don't know. He, I mean, he puts up a lot of points. So let's say 65 points to be fair, right? Okay. 65. That's 520 points. That would put him as number one point uh, player for the Americans by almost 130 points. And that's 65 points a year for Patty Kane for the next eight years. Uh I, I mean, I knew he was good. I knew he won all these cups. I knew he was electric, all this shit. But, like, you, you really just look at these stats and it's like, holy shit, dude. Like, kind of wish I was a Blackhawks fan so I could have really taken in all these years. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a Rangers fan. I don't get to see a lot of Blackhawks games. But, like, this guy, automatic. Yeah, dude. I mean, if you look at his career, right, like first overall pick, rookie of the year, he's won an MVP, dude. He's won the playoff MVP. He probably has like so many first team all pro or whatever the hell that is, dude. Like he's just – Game seven in overtime. He's done it all, dude. He's like – I honestly think if you look at his career, and I know a lot of guys on the list have more points. I know there are people who are going to be like Chelios, Leach, Madonna, Hull. Like, dude, I honestly think that Patrick Kane is the golden boy of USA Hockey. Like, he had his off-ice stuff, which sucked. 
and it seems like he's kind of like just kind of gone off the grid, which is nice, dude. But I just when you look at like the full body and he's just always performs, right? Like I yeah, don't know. No, he does. What's what's fucking crazy about this? At nine on the boards, Pat LaFontaine. He has thirteen more points than Patrick Kane. And he played almost eighty less games. Yeah. I had no idea Patty LaFontaine was that good of a fucking player. Legend, yeah. Long Island legend. I mean, that's insane, right? Yeah, he was a good player, too. And I think, like, I don't know. It's, like, there are so many good American hockey players, but to me, he was, like, one of the first superstars outside of, like, Hull and Chelios, right? Like, in Madonna. Yeah. I guess there's, like, five of them. Like, LaFontaine was an unbelievable player, but I don't know if he was, like, a legend. <laughs> no, I mean, and I think, I think some of that has to do with the amount of games that he played. He played <laughs> almost fucking 400 to 500 less games than all the guys above him. Yeah. And he's, like, right there in points. It's insane. Also, like, I'm looking at this, and, and I see Mike Madonna at 1499 games played. Matt, Matt, Mike Babcock's a fucking real asshole, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that story, dude. I, I I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I can't believe doing that. That's, like, probably the out of all the things I've heard of between, like, that story and the Johan Franzen story were the two stories that sounded the most fucked up. It's one game. To get 1,500, not one guy on this list is even close to 1,500. Yeah. Oh, well, Phil Housley was. He was five short. Probably Chelios, dude. Uh, Chelios, Chelios had 1,651. So yeah. But still, like, that's a fucking, that's a monumental thing. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Shout out to Patty Kane, though. Pretty fucking special stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, now we are going to get on to my Rangers talk. I'm just going to break this down really Wait. quick. Oh, what? My God. Oh, shit. Never mind. Continue, dude. I was going to say Biz, Biz Devlon's on, dude. I didn't know if you are going to let him hop on, but we can wait. I didn't know if you wanted to hop him on for Rangers talk. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah no, fuck that, dude. If he He's wants out. to get on, he'll figure it out. Uh, Rangers talk. Pavel Buchnevich has been receiving a lot of hate, as he should. He only has, like, six... Uh, points in his last, like, 20-something games. Uh, Alex Georgiev, I mean, he's, I guess he's getting dealt, dude. Don't know where he's going to get dealt to. I've seen a lot of Maple Leaf stuff. Uh, it started with Jeremy Bracco. That wasn't enough. Then it went to uh, Johnson. Didn't work out. Kasperi Kaplan, that might not even be enough. I mean, I have no idea what the Rangers can get for this guy. The only people that do are the GMs, but like whoever ends up getting this goal, he's legit dude. I'm telling you right now, very good goalie. And then last, last thing, actually two things. Tony D'Angelo is a fucking stud, absolute stud. The real 77 fucking love the way that kid plays. The Rangers need to lock him up long-term. And uh, this year, the Rangers played New York Islanders three times. They're two and zero against them. They have another game tomorrow before the break. If the Rangers sweep the Islanders, that'd be great. All the people that claim the New York Islanders are a Stanley Cup contender, you cannot fucking possibly say that if you you lose two or three matches against the Rangers. Do you remember earlier this year when everybody was saying how sick the Islanders are and shit? Well, fucking something happened, dude. So they got 61 points. They're trailing the Penguins, who have 67, and the Capitals have 71. Also, Lightning have 62, and the Bruins have 68. So I don't know when that happened. They've lost three straight, but... Islanders don't scare me anymore. I, I was I was a little worried that they were gonna be legit. Now I don't give a fuck. So that is my uh, Rangers talk. Do you have any any questions any questions for me? No, I don't. Uh, I don't watch enough Rangers talk about Buchnevich. Uh, George, you have thing, dude. I told you this on the phone last week that 
I think Kasperi Kapanen is plenty, dude. And I would fucking I'd take that in a heartbeat. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know about the Islanders, dude. I mean, at the end of the day, dude, the Islanders don't scare you. But, like, the Rangers definitely don't scare anybody. So it's kind of like... Sick, dude. <laughs> like, who cares, dude? <laughs> like, <laughs> like who do the, the Rangers scare? Other than, like, the Devils, maybe, or the Islanders. You guys have the Islanders number. Um, I mean, I'm just saying, like, they're definitely... I don't know. I agree. I don't think they're going to win the cup this year or anything like that. I think people are a little heavy on them, but uh, I don't know. They're better than you guys. Like, you can't call the Islanders little brother, dude. Like, yeah, we we definitely can, hundred percent can. All right, guys. So uh, that is pretty much when uh, shit hit the fan. Dale called in. We lost all of our audio, but we had our NHL news this week. We'll be back next week. Uh, just ready, ripping to go. If you guys have voicemails, call in 518-309-2595. Leave some Twitter questions. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. All the good things. Just want to say quickly, thanks for tuning in. Uh, it means a lot to us that we have like listeners and followers. It's pretty, pretty cool. And uh, I don't know. We like engaging with you guys too. We like hearing what you have to, you know, what you have to say, what you have to think. We're just trying to be better every day. So thanks for uh, bearing with us and. Uh, yeah, hopefully you guys like this week's episode. Next week's will 1,000% be better. All right, see you guys next week. I want to show all of my hands up. This song's for you. If you had it like me and I was in your shoes, I'd probably hate on me too. See, when you're getting big cash backs, all the haters hate that, cause they hate to see you be successful. I want to show all of my haters love, so why we to you like good morning, hey, 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 oh. Day. I'm feeling like I'm Ice Cube. I'm waking up like can't nobody mess up my mood. Knowing I'm a boss, I'ma do what I choose. If I was you, then I would probably.